Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is DJ Hamilton, and welcome to another edition of the DJ Sports Show. I got breaking news for you guys. So, with the recent events of the shooting of Jacob Blake in Wisconsin, the Milwaukee Bucks, the first game slated today at 4 p.m. Eastern, have decided to not come out for Game 5 on Wednesday against Orlando Magic, and they were in discussions to boycott for a while, and then they, it came to fruition. They decided not to play um, this game and decided to skip the game to bring light on what's going really going on in this country and what we all need to solve as one. And that there's more important things in life than just sports and basketball. There's this thing called life that is way more important to us. And I think this is a big, big step forward because NBA... NBA players have been speaking out. They said they tried the peaceful way. They tried different ways. Like, Marcus Smart. This is um, Marcus Smart. This is what Marcus Smart, uh, <clears throat> a guard on the Celtics, had to say. He said, we tried the peaceful way. Kneeling. We tried to protest. We tried to come out here and get together and play this game and try to get our voice across. But it's not working, the 26-year-old told reporters. So obviously something has to be done. And and I quote, this is what he said, right now, our focus shouldn't really be on basketball. I understand it's the playoffs and everything like that, but we still have a bigger underlying issue that's going on. And the things that we've tried haven't been working. We definitely need to take a different approach. That's, he's right, man. He's right. Like, when, 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 when will it stop? The man, I was watching a video too on Instagram, and I'm just disturbed, like, you shot the man seven times in the back, and luckily he survived, but now he's paralyzed for the rest of his life. The man didn't even get or have a weapon. He wasn't armed or anything. And three police officers right there, there's three of them, and you had to shoot him seven times to stop him? Come on, man. And I know they all know what happened in May with George Floyd, the kneeling on the neck, and how that killed him, and what was going on in this country. Come on, man. You're a police officer. You're supposed to protect us, man. What's going on, man? Like, what's 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 going on? I really want to know. When are we going to improve? When are we going to get better? When is this going to stop? And then there were protests today in Kenosha, and, and then two people were found dead and a third injured due to police officers over the rioting of Jacob Blake's shooting. When is this going to stop, man? And there's also been talks on the Toronto Raptors boycotting the game today. And um, the, Celt- the Toronto Raptors and Celtics boycotting today and not playing. We'll see what happens. If that game gets boycotted, I'm sure the Lakers and Portland game will get boycotted. I don't know how the NBA will make up these games, but there's bigger issues going on in the world right now, man. Really big issues. And we need to come together as a society and talk it out and see what we can do to help make things better between each other. And I just hope things get better, man. That's crazy, man. This is this is breaking news right here. And I'm reading an article here by ESPN's Tim Bontemps talking about the, the situation. And then I quote what's one Nick Nurse, coach of the Raptors, said, the players are deeply disappointed that the same thing happens again in a rel- relatively short time frame. Referring to the killing of George Floyd by police three months ago. They want to be part of the solution. They want to help. They want justice. 
They want this particular problem to be handled in a much better way. That's the first thing. And this is what he also had to say, Nick Nurse. Boycotting the game has come up for them as a way to try to demand a little more action. That's what. That's really what they want. I think there's enough attention and not quite enough action. And that's why I can sense from the, the discussions is their disappointment. Like, man, how can we get something to change? Like, now. We need something to change. Not just attention on the problem. We need a plan of action. Those are very strong words right there, man. And then, like I said before, the Celtics and Raptors are been discussing um, boycotting. And with the Bucks and Magic, that boy, that boycotting just happened with the game. The Bucks deciding not to play. It's going to be really... I think the Celtics and Raptors, I think that's going to be... That game's going to be boycotted as well. And it may be the Lakers and Portland Trailblazers game tonight as well. We'll see. And they're planning to meet again Wednesday night to further to discuss the matter. That's insane, man. That's that's just crazy. Uh, from the moment the NBA, they agreed to create the bubble and attempt to restart the season amid the pandemic. This is exactly what Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard were bringing to light before the bubble started. They were saying that they don't want to go down there and start playing basketball because it's going to distract people. Well, it's really more important than what's going on in the society. And that it's not gonna it's gonna take away from the attention and what what if we play basketball it's gonna take away from the attention that we need to give the attention to of the police brutality going on in our country and what's going on in the world and that we need to bring light to this and get it fixed. We need to get things better, we need to improve, we need to talk it out, we need to have discussions and take action. This is exactly why Kyrie didn't want to come to the bubble and try playing. And this is why Dwight Howard he waited till the last minute, and he did. He 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 ended up playing, but this is it took him a while to admit that he wanted to play because this is exactly why. Like the players, they really have tried. They put Black Lives Matter on the court. They've wear messages on the back of their jerseys, whether it's in English, Spanish, whatever the country they come from. They tried everything. They tried kneeling in peace, and now they want to take real affirmative action. And I think this is, I think this is good for the league. I think this is. Like, I, I mean, yeah, you're going to miss the games, but there's more important things in life than just a game. You know what I mean? Life is more important. So this was in some talks after the shooting occurred. So the, the assembly, an assembly was organized by the players who were emotionally traumatized by the latest police shootings involving another African-American that was captured on video Tuesday night at Disney's, uh, that was held Tuesday night at Disney's Colorado Springs Resort. That's where the meeting was held. And the the leader of the National Basketball Players Association, Chris Paul, star Chris Paul, and the union president, Miami Heat forward Andre Kudala, and three-time champion, were in attendance to show support. The players began reaching out to the committee in recent days, sharing that they're not in the right frame of mind to play basketball, which is very, very relatable and a good reason. Um, the sources said that a sizable faction fraction of the players were psychologically distraught and distracted by the video of the shooting of the Jacob Blake that occurred and being shot in the back multiple times by police in Kenosha, Wisconsin, as he tried to get into his vehicle. The family attorney of Jacob Blake said that three of his children, sons, three, five, and eight, were in the vehicle during the incident. Oh, my God, man. Man, I can't imagine the trauma those kids were having, man. That young to see something like that happen to your parent or just in general. Oh, my God. Prayers up for Jacob Blake, man. We have prayers for his family. I hope things he gets better. Hope the families 
healing right now. Hopefully, God bless them. God watch over them, man. He, Blake is hospitalized and underwent surgery Tuesday afternoon. There have since been protests and unrest, like I said earlier, which led to two deaths. So the NBA Players Union approach was to edu- educate players on the pros and cons of boycotting games and reassuring that they will be supported regardless of whatever they decide to do. This is why I love the NBA, man. They're always willing to bring light to social matters and what's going on in the world. And they're always willing to pull everyone together to make things better. And there has been ongoing dialogue about more could be done inside the bubble to raise awareness of racial injustice in an effort to, to make change and thwart police brutality toward people of color. Right now, today, today, especially in the rest of recent days, the heart of the players are heavy with some feeling intense guilt for playing and that they're providing entertainment that is drowning out the injustices that are plaguing this country. Like George Hill said in that interview, he didn't even want to come to the damn bubble, he said. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a play the, like, yo, if I could find the audio, I'll play it for you guys. But, yeah, he, he said he didn't even want to come to the bubble because it was going to bring distractions. This is exactly what, what players were afraid of. It's, yeah, and I quote, this is what he said. We shouldn't have even come to this damn bu- place, to be honest. Milwaukee Bucks guard George Hill said on Monday, I think coming here just took all the focal points off of what the issues are. If I can find the audio, I'll put it in the in this um show for you guys t- to listen. But yeah, the athletes they they these athletes, most of the NBA is African American. So they know how it feels to be racially profiled and to be scared of police. Cause some of these athletes, they've come from tough neighborhoods, man. NBA, some of these like M- athletes in general, they've come from tough neighborhoods, man. And they had a lot of crime going on, police targeting them. They seen stuff in their childhood and their upbringing that it reminds them of that they want to make a difference now that they have a platform. So I agree with them, man. Bring light to what's going on. And I don't mind if they boycott the games. A game, you can always play a game. But life, you can't play with life. You only get one life, man. One life. So the NBA recently came out that... After the boycott with the Milwaukee Bucks refusing to play Game 5 of their first-round series against Orlando Magic this Wednesday afternoon today, the rest of the games, the Houston Rockets versus Oklahoma City Thunder and the Celtics versus Raptors, as well as the Lakers and Blazers, will be postponed for a later date and will be rescheduled, which is, this is unprecedented in sports history and has never happened in probably any major sport, especially for the NBA. And LeBron, this is this is this is unprecedented. This is, has been an unprecedented year. LeBron James, the main face of the NBA, had this to tweet. He said, "F this man. We demand change. Sick of it." With all exclamation mark exclamation points, he wrote on Twitter. That's 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 what LeBron James had to say. So you know he's not in the right state of mind to play basketball. I I don't I don't blame them, man. This is this this has got to stop. This has got to stop, man. This has got to stop. And there's been a report that the NBA season is possibly in jeopardy. And there will be a conference call tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern for for all NBA players to join if they want to join. This this is crazy, man. According to Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated reported that one veteran one veteran player said the season is in jeopardy when discussing the plan meeting. And then Chris Haynes of 
of Yahoo Sports, who also is an analyst on TNT, he said there's a sizable, and I quote this way, he said, there's a sizable amount of players advocating to finish the season out since sacrifices were made to enter the bubble. Believing the NBA platform is a useful resource in the social climate. This is what Mark J. Spears at ESPN's The Undefeated had to say. He, um, This is what George Hill, the Bucks guard, told him. He said, we're tired of the killings and the injustice. This is, this is crazy, man. Donovan Mitchell also tweeted out, we demand change with an exclamation point. Salute at Bucks. Jamal Murray also said, we demand justice with the exclamation points. John Morant said, respect, and so on and so forth. There's been many players who have been tweeting and joining the worldwide protests with people across the world, across the country, especially following the killings of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and many other black people before the league started its bubble July in July. And they have continued to try to um, show that there's that these problems are real and continue to show these messages, such as Black Lives Matter right on the court and the backs of the jerseys, like, as I mentioned earlier. So, and the, and the players are traumatized by these police shootings, and they want to bring forth light and bring this to light and show that this is more important than just a game of basketball. This is more important. This is more important what's going on in our society right now. Doc Rivers gave an emotional speech last night when he was interviewed. It's, and I'm just going to give a quick little quote. I, if I can find the audio, I'll also play this for you guys. Uh, it's He said, it's amazing to me why we keep loving this country and this country does not love us back. When he was speaking on African-Americans, how we were always giving love to this country. We built this country. We came from the very beginning. We've done everything you guys could ask us to do. Even when you guys treat us like crap and you guys never love us back. You guys never treat us right like you do the the white people or the Caucasians, whatever you want to call them. You never treat us right. It's, this is very sensitive. It's a very sensitive topic and holding t- an emotional time for the world right now and in the world of sports. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what steps we take forward and what happens next. But not only in NBA, but also in MLB. Uh, the, the recent report came out the Milwaukee Brewers and the Cincinnati Reds game that was scheduled for tonight have canceled the game and have postponed it due to the recent events of the Jacob Blake shooting. So the, I guess the NBA has been a leader and showing other professional leagues that this is serious, man, and other professional leagues are following. And there are other teams that are possibly going to discuss the same thing and more MLB teams are going to mingle on strike. So... And, then, and Seattle Mariners, who are definitely, I feel like, are definitely going to do it because they have the most African Americans, black players of, they have the most black players of any team in Animal B. So we'll see how that story develops as things continue to go on and develop over the next couple of days and hours, and we'll see what information we get. But this is this is very very sensitive topic, man, and emotional, and that we as a society are tired of seeing and we want to see improve. Before we get into more, we'll take a quick break.
Yo, Dad, come play some ball. You're not my dad. I'm not your dad. Of course I'm your dad's son. If I wasn't your dad, would I be able to do this? What are you doing? I'm doing this. Make a swish. Uh-oh. Jake from State Farm. Here's the deal. There's no replacing the real Chris Paul. Not my car. Just like there's no replacing State Farm. Come on, man. Stop trying to be me. You want the real deal? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is what ESPN analyst Jay Williams on the jump said about the backlash that the NBA play teams that played if they play tomorrow, the backlash they will get from the black community if they decide to play the games tomorrow. Rachel, I'm gonna be real with you. The backlash within the black community if players play tomorrow will be insane. Really? It will be insane. I I, I don't I do I do not think you will see basketball tomorrow as well. I think it might be a couple of days before we actually get actionable items from the players about what they want. But I think we have to prepare for a couple of days here because if the Milwaukee Bucks led this and then Orlando followed suit and then the later game tonight followed suit, if you have guys that come back and play tomorrow and they go back to the regular routines as normal, then you lose the momentum. Sure. So there is a trickle-down effect from this. This is going to continue. And I also wanted to answer your last question. You said, why NBA basketball players? And I will say this. We can't label them as just NBA basketball players. And I know that's not what you meant, Rachel. I'm just yeah. taking it to a different level here. Yeah. We're talking about fathers. We're talking about sons. We're talking about people who are immersed in their community. And we talk about the resources. I heard Perk say of what owners have. Let's not be remiss to the resources that players have. So yes, are they politicians? No, they're not politicians, but they have access to people that can help guide them on how to do this properly. And we have to expect with the bandwidth and the reach that these athletes have, that they have to find some way to get consultation from somebody or an entity that has experience in doing things like this or even labor negotiations to make sure that they are as informed as possible. And there's one thing I know about LeBron James and CP3. Mm -hmm. They will do their due diligence to make sure that they don't put their foot in their mouth and that they are as informed as possible. And Jay Williams is right. He's totally right. But there's been more recent news coming out. Uh, other sports as well. In Major League Baseball, there's been two more games postponed with the Padres and Mariners postponing their games and the Giants and Dodgers postponing their games as well. Major League Baseball issued the following statement tonight following the postponements of the scheduled games in Milwaukee, San Diego, and San Francisco. And I quote, given the pain in the communities of Wisconsin and beyond following the shooting of Jacob Blake, we respect the decisions of a number of players not to play tonight. Major League Baseball remains united for change in our society, and we will be allies in the fight to end racism and injustice. Man, this this has been a whirlwind of a year, man. I hope you guys hang in there. I'm here if you ever need me. This is this is just crazy, man. And then there's been recent tennis news. Uh, superstar tennis player Naomi Osaka is dropping out of the semis of the Western and Southern Open to stand in solidarity with the protests after the recent shooting. Of Jacob Blake and then the WNBA as well is with the NBA and pro and um postponing their games and boycotting the games for today and probably who knows the for the uncertain uncertainty of the future and we'll see what happens man they're gonna stand with the NBA and not boycott the games and see what happens because 
this, this stuff has got to stop, man. This, this is crazy. This, I just hope, hope we find a solution and we continue to make change and hopefully we get change. But how can I forget uh, this sports league as well? The MLS can't uh, postpone five games as well due to the the recent shootings of Jacob Blake and the social injustice that's going on in this country. So that make, marks four major sports that were either boycotted or postponed today. The WNBA, the MLS, the MLB, and the NBA. Four major sports. This is a, August 26, 2020. Is a day that will forever go down in history in the sports world. Uh, I just want to play this real quick. This is what Doc Rivers, head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers, had to say on on what's been going on, and he was very emotional in what he was saying. Take a listen. What stands out to me is um, just just watching the Republican revenge, uh, convention and this, they're spewing this fear, right? Like, all you hear Donald Trump and all of them talking about fear, we're the ones getting killed. We're the ones getting shot. Uh, we're the ones that we're denied to live in certain communities. Um, we've been hung, we've been shot, and all you do is keep hearing about fear. It's it's amazing why we keep loving this country, and this country does not love us back. And it's just it's really so sad. Like I should just be a coach. And it's so often reminded of my color. You know, it's just really sad. We got to do better, uh, but we got to demand better. Like we got, you know, it's, it's funny. We protest and they send riot guards, right? Uh, they send people in riot outfits. They go to Michigan with guns and they're spitting on cops and nothing happens. The training has to change in the police force, the unions, have to be taken down in the police force. My dad was a cop. I believe in good cops. We're not trying to defund the police and take all their money away. We're trying to get them to protect us, just like they protect everybody else. Uh, I didn't want to talk about it before the game because it's so hard Like to just keep watching it. That video, if, if you watch that video, you don't need to be black to be outraged. You, don't, you need to be American and outraged. And how dare the Republicans talk about fear? We're the ones that need to be scared. We're the ones having to talk every, to every black child. What white father has to give his son a talk about being careful if you get pulled over. It's, it's just ridiculous. And, and it just keeps getting, it keeps going. Uh, there's no charges. Breonna Taylor, no charges, nothing. All we're asking is you live up to the Constitution.
That's all we're asking for everybody, for everyone. Thank you. You can hear the frustration in Doc Rivers' voice and how all that built the frustration over the years, how things haven't changed and how this country has continued to let this happen over and over again. But now I'm going to play this for you guys, the audio from Inside the NBA. Uh, Chris Webber from Inside the NBA is what he had to say, along with Stan Van Gundy. Well, EJ, it was uh, reported that four years ago today in a preseason game in Wisconsin, the Kaepernick first took a knee. No, this has never happened before, but I'm sure that Dr. Harry Edwards, Dr. John Carlos, Arthur Ashe, Jackie Robinson, and others have been praying for this day. Shout out to Kenny, they walked off. I wanted to have a voice in here because I feel like we only had the same couple voices talking during these times. So it was very important for me to come over here. I keep hearing the question like, what's next, what's next? Well, you got to plan what's next. You have to figure out what's next. Um, I'm very proud of the players. I don't know the next steps. Don't really care what the next steps are because the first steps are to garner attention. And they have everybody's attention around the world right now. Then leadership and others will get together and decide the next steps. So we know it won't end tomorrow. We know that there's been a million marches and nothing will change tomorrow. We know vote. We keep hearing vote. Everybody vote. But I'm here to speak for those that are always marginalized. Those that live in these neighborhoods where we preach and tell them to vote and walk away. Charles Barkley came to my high school. Just seeing him in the locker room, seeing his hands and his body, that inspired me. You can't see something. You can't be something until you see it. And when I tell you the little kids that have called me upset, I have a godson that has autism and I just had to explain to him why we aren't playing. I have young nephews that I've had to talk to about death before they've even seen it in a movie. If not now, when? If not during a pandemic <laughs> and countless lives being lost, if not now, when? That's, that's all I just want to hear from the rest of the night while everybody's pontificating and thinking and soapboxing and all of that. We know nothing is going to change. We get it. If Martin Luther King got shot and risked his life, Mega Evers, if we've seen this and all of our heroes constantly taken down, we understand it's not going to end. But that does not mean, young men, that you don't do anything. Don't listen to these people telling you don't do anything because it's not going to end right away. You are starting something for the next generation and the next generation to take over. Do you have to be smart? Yes. Do you have to make sure that you have a plan? Yes. Do you have to be articulate about that plan? Yes. All of those things. But that's what you're going to do. They're professionals. They know how to be the best of themselves. And so I applaud it. I applaud it because it is the young people. It is the young people leading the way. And I applaud them. Stan Van Gundy, uh, we saw last night uh, Doc Rivers. Um, and you could just see the emotion pouring out of him. Um, as he tries to guide a team through this time that you play all season for, you're in the playoffs. But 
the reality. It was almost like there were just been years and years that he wanted to unload yesterday after that game. Yeah, I think the thing that strikes me, listening to Chris right now, um, I heard Charles on CNN talking about being exhausted. You listen to Doc last night and see the emotion and the exhaustion. Um, I, I just, from my life experience, I can't even imagine what it's like to be a black person in this country. And Chris Weber's right. I mean, if not now, when? But that's been said for years and years, too. And I think what people have to understand is this boycott today, it's not about one incident. It's not about Jacob Blake being shot. It's not only about that. This is emblematic of something that's been going on here for 400 years. We have oppressed people, and it hasn't stopped and the frustration is just growing i mean it's from slavery and jim crow and lynchings and mass incarceration and now shootings of black people it's voter suppression it's the weakening of the voting rights act it's all of these things and i can just see the exhaustion in people and the players are fed up and a lot of other people are fed up and i'll echo what chris said I'm really proud of them. Whatever the next steps are, they are, and they'll try to figure it out. But these people, anybody who's criticizing them, my question to them would be, what's your solution then? Because what I see from the players is they want to make a difference. They want things to change, and they're trying hard to figure out the best way to do that, and that should be applauded. You know, Coach, I want to ask you this question because I always find it fascinating uh, how uh, you're a white coach, I'm a black player, and we get along so well for all these years. I mean, I've been in basketball since I was 15, 16 years old. And the dynamic of a team where all the white players and black players, I, like I say, they all get along. Then you have the public who treats the star black players great and treat the rest of America black terrible. Have you always found that, that fascinating? Well, I, I mean, I think the way we approach race in this country and the mo way most people look at it is, you know, it, it's depressing, quite honestly. I mean, that that's how we view people. And, and I think, yeah, I, I think within teams what happens is we get to know people. I mean, my own feelings on racial issues are basically from hearing stories of people like you and Chris and guys that I've coached and you – these are people you get to know. These are people you like and care about. And their experiences are 180 degrees different from what people who have skin color like mine go through in this country. Um, and because you care about those people, you just more and more start saying, man, this has got to change. You know, I mean, 14% of our population is black over 35% of our incarcerated population is black. Like, what's going What's going on here? I mean, and that's why I, I don't want to just narrow in on one incident. It's a bad incident, Jacob Blake getting shot. But it's just emblematic of larger problems of racial injustice. And I, I think we need 
to look at the whole thing. And I think the players are trying to bring attention to all this, and I think they're trying to figure out the best way to make an impact. And Chris is right. Like, we've got to applaud that. And they'll try to figure out the next steps. Hell, everybody's trying to figure out the next steps. If it were easy, it would already be fixed. Yeah, and just to kind of jump in on that question, um, the reason why we can do it in a basketball setting is because we are respected for our skills and our gifts. We have international players, players all over. Systematic racism does not allow for one talent to allow them in the system. That's why. So you'll never get to know a Coach Van Gundy because you would never hire him because of how he looks. Or you would never be able to have those moments with each other because you don't have to build a bond because it is not that. It's about protecting what they've already done. And so I just think, first of all, shout out to Turner for allowing us to have these honest conversations. Martin Luther King has a quote and it said that in the end, you don't remember the words of your enemies, but the silence of your friends. And I think that that's why it's so cool to have Coach Van Gundy on here. Well, that's why you see players from all different nations coming together uh, and working together. And I'd like to challenge everyone at home to just think about that quote. It is not about the words of your enemies, but the silence of your friends. And I just think those honest discussions, I think the great platform of TNT, the way that Ernie takes and, and you know works with everybody, the fun, the banter that we have. Yeah, that could be shown as the best of America, but many people do not get a chance to be in those settings with other people that, uh, that they don't have the same background in. And so I'm very thankful for this opportunity to have a platform like Turner to let us speak about it. But there's so much work to be done. And again, to the players, to Kenny, to others, to you guys in the studio, just shout out, because hopefully we can continue having these conversations. But the world can't be basketball, because it's a game. That's not a game out there. That's systematic racism. So it, you, you can't have people that are different when you have a system like that. You just can't. Chris, let me ask you this, too. And uh, you and Stan both have, have been down there in the bubble. You know, we're up here in Atlanta, and so not experiencing what, what you're experiencing and, and what you're hearing from the players you talk to down there. Uh, but for as well as that bubble has worked in terms of COVID and all the zero positive tests, um, you know, you hear Paul George talking about dark places. You hear George Hill talking about, don't even want to be here, don't know why we're here, and that kind of thing. Um, but speak to the frustration that is being felt when something like Kenosha happens and you're in the bubble and there's no way to reach out face to face and speak with anybody about that. Well, I, I think the bubble that the world has been in since the pandemic has taken a lot of distractions out the way. And sports has been a wonderful distraction for stress, for long work days, for, um, for unfortunate um, circumstances. But it should not be a distraction for the marginalization of human beings. It should not be a distraction. I mean, the bubble can be traumatic because you can't reach out. But how traumatic is it for kids in Milwaukee, in Detroit, to watch the news and to know that they can be killed? That's trauma. If you look at studies done and they talk about trauma, like I can't, EJ, the only reason why I watch the videos of the death of black men, and this is just gonna take it way back on something else, is because Emmett Till's mother decided to put him on the cover and decided to put his picture out there when he was so brutally killed years ago. And I always think about her strength 
Because if she didn't put that picture out to show what lynching, what the KKK, what others were doing, that, that right there opened America's eyes in a lot of ways. It got the attention. That gruesome, ugly picture of a young boy, not even old enough to vote, being killed for a lie. So the trauma, I can't watch the news. That's the trauma. Or the trauma is to become um, cynical. Oh, he should have done this or oh, another one. No, that's the trauma when you accept this new norm as for what it should be. Or when they tell you, quit pulling out the black card or quit being racist or that guy was a criminal or you can kill someone because they did something wrong. No, that's the trauma. We're fortunate to be in a bubble getting room service and it can take you in a dark place. So I'm not speaking to each person's makeup, but the bubble that, you know, Butler talked about this and not wanting to have the name on his jersey. And I've always thought about this. I go in places, I try to dress nice on TV when I'm out, I'm the bummiest guy. And whenever I go into a store or something, if you don't know me, you'll, you'll follow me or there's, and having friends, they, they see it. And what happens when you and your brother are in the same place and you're treated differently because the security guard didn't know he was with you? Like, it doesn't leave. There's a such thing called survivor's remorse, whether it's the opportunities you get and knowing others deserve them. And so I don't, the bubble here, I'm sure, has made everything, you know, has magnified everything. But I think more the stillness, the quietness of not being able to see your family, whether in Atlanta, Detroit, L.A., I think the fact that there aren't distractions, I think that has given us the cold hard fact that something else been going on out there. And I, I think that's, that's the problem. My phone is blowing up from friends of mine with young black children that are really scared. And that's the trauma because you shouldn't be scared in your own neighborhood. But next up, I'm gonna get into what uh, Adrian Wojnarowski reported last night that the what was going on in the NBA meetings, and we're gonna get into details on that and look up what's happening and see. And they're gonna meet today, this morning, Thursday, this Thursday morning, to see what next steps they need to take in order to see what happens with the playoffs or if they cancel cancel the playoffs or if they're going to continue to play while emphasizing that Black Lives Matter in a more serious manner and more effective way. But before that, we'll take a quick break. Show. If you want to make it to the NBA, you got to have a killer crossover. TNCP crossover. Oh, Jake from State Farm. Here's the deal. There's no replacing the real Chris Paul, just like there's no replacing State Farm. Man, what happened? Who are you? I'm the new Chris Paul. Man. We want the real deal. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Two LA teams to 
arguably the two best teams in the Western Conference, the Clippers and Lakers, have agreed to boycott and sit out the rest of the NBA season following the police shooting of Jacob Blake. Oof, that's, that's something. According to Shams Serenia of the Athletic and Stadium, the Los Angeles Lakers and LA Clippers voted not to play. Serenia also ordered every other team voted to continue with the playoffs. So every other team outside those two LA teams have agreed to continue with the playoffs in a bubble at Walt Disney World Resort. While LeBron James called for more action from the league owners. And I agree with him. Like, you guys are billionaires. These league owners, not just from the NBA, I'm talking about all sports. They all need to come together and talk in how they can solve these issues. They have the power. They have the money to reach these worldwide leaders. They have relationships. They have contacts. They can get in contact with people. They need to do this. They need to do this. Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James were talking to each other, and they were adamant and agreed about not restarting. And it was reported by uh, David Aldridge of the Athletic. He said, uh, he told the players meeting ended. He was told the players meeting ended ugly, and there was uncertainty about what will happen tomorrow. I, I I think to be honest that most of the games today, probably every game today, is gonna be uh, boycotted and postponed. Um, that's 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 crazy. The uh, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reported on hap- on what happened. He said the Clips and Lakers voting on perhaps not continuing with the season was considered more of a polling than a final vote. So they might change their mind depending on what happens. And the resumption of the playoffs is still in the air. Still up in the air. That's crazy. They, the NBA, they're going to need more time to come together with ideas and see what and see what happens with the with the league before they come to a conclusion on what the ultimate decision they make, whether they want to resume the, finish off the season or cancel the whole thing. That's... Among the themes in the meeting was Chris Paul. He left the meeting unified, and T.J. McCombs was calling on me to plan an action. And then the NBAP, the National Basketball Association, explained the financial implications of ending the season right now if they were to cancel the rest of the season and the playoffs. And then Dr. Rivers spoke on how using his password warning and holding police accountable was very key to help making change in the world and society. That's, this is insane, man. What's and LeBron James said the other night after the Portland game, and I quote, We are scared as black people in America. Black men, black women, black kids, we are terrified. Uh, yeah, man, he's speaking facts, man. I'm a black man myself. Yesterday I saw so many cops driving around, and I was like, Are they gonna find my, are they gonna pull me over? Or what did I do? I, I was scared. This stuff has got to stop, man. Has got to stop. If I can find an audio clip on LeBron saying this, I will play it for you guys. But yeah, this, this, this stuff has got to stop. I'm tired of seeing, seeing young black people going down, getting killed for no reason. For no reason at all. And it, is, it just has to stop. It just has to stop. So this is what LeBron James had to say on what it's like to be black in America in the post-game interview the other day after a Portland Trailblazers game. If you're sitting here telling me that there was no way to subdue that gentleman um, or, or detain him or to just before the firing of guns, um, then you, you, you're sitting here and you're lying to not only me, 
you lying to every African American, every black person in the community. Because we see it over and over and over. There was multiple, if you watch the video, there was multiple moments where if they wanted to, they could have they could have tackled him. They could have grabbed him. You know, they that they could have done that. And why why does it always have to get to a point where we see the guns firing and his family is there, the kids are there, it's, it's, in, it's in broad daylight. And um, and who knows, I mean, if that video is not being taken by that person across the street, do we even know if we even see that video? It's just, it's just, uh, quite frankly, it's just in our community and us, I know people get tired of hearing me say it, but we are scared as black people in America. Black men, black women, black kids, we are, we are terrified. And the Milwaukee Bucks, they issued a statement yesterday as well, and I'm gonna play right now for you guys. As you can see, we all thank you guys for taking upon your time to stay here with us. Um, we're sorry that it took a little bit more time, but we thought it would be best for us as a team to brainstorm a little bit, educate ourselves, um, and not rush into having raw emotion, giving you guys things like that. So uh, on behalf of ourselves and our team, we, we're going to place a statement as a team today and go back and continue to educate ourselves and get better awareness of what's going on and then, you know, speak to you guys later. So we'll come up with a statement now. Our team statement, um, the past four months have shed a light on the ongoing racial injustice facing our African-American community. Citizens around the country have used their voices and platforms to speak out against these wrongdoings. Over the last few days in our home state of Wisconsin, we've seen the horrendous video of Jacob Blake being shot in the back seven times by a police officer in Kenosha and the additional shooting of protesters. Despite the overwhelming plea for change, there has been no action. So our focus today cannot be on basketball. When we take the court and represent Milwaukee and Wisconsin, we are expected to play at a high level, give maximum effort and hold each other accountable. We hold ourselves to that standard, and in this moment, we are demanding the same from lawmakers and law enforcement. We are calling for justice for Jacob Blake and demand the officers be held accountable. For this to occur, it is imperative for the Wisconsin State Legislature to reconvene after months of inaction and take up meaningful measures to address issues of police accountability, brutality, and criminal justice reform. We encourage all citizens to educate themselves, take peaceful and responsible action, and remember to vote on November 3rd on the behalf of the Milwaukee Bucks. They not only issued that statement, but they also were able to, able to speak to the Wisconsin Attorney General, Josh Call, and Lieutenant Gover Governor Mandela Barnes on Wednesday, and they had one main goal. They just wanted to know what they could do. Um, Barnes, uh, the lieutenant governor of of Wisconsin, and uh, of what they could do to take action, they want, and this is what she, and I quote again, they wanted something tangible that they could do in the short and long term. They wanted the walkout from Wednesday's game against the uh, Orlando Magic to be step one. Um, Barnes also said, told them that the most important thing they could press for is for action at every level of government. Wisconsin governor. Um, 
Tony Evers, a Democrat, has called a special session of the state legislature in the wake of Sunday's police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and urged state lawmakers to vote on a legislative package that includes police reform. And this, as NBA is very powerful. I feel like NBA has been a very like they use their platform so well. At all the make, I feel like they lead the way for all the other major sports. Like it's like what they did with the coronavirus. Like before, Rudy Gobert was um, positive for the coronavirus. Like yeah, the coronavirus was in the United States. As I was listening to it on the radio earlier, a caller called in, and how the NBA has been like a leader. Like once, like nothing was shut down until Rudy Gobert tested positive for NBA, and NBA shut everything down. Once that happened, that's when they, that's when the whole country shut down for months. That's when everything shut down. And then now they're trying to lead the change for social injustice and systematic racism. And I, I, I really applaud this league for calling to action and really bringing attention to what's really important in our society. They always, they usually always make the right decision. So get back to what I was saying. So Evers introduced the legislation in the wake of the killing of George Floyd by a police officer in Minneapolis in May. And the nine bills that were for police reform include proposals that bar the use of chokeholds and no-knock warrants. They require annual training on de-escalation techniques and establish statewide standards on the use of force. And this, this is and George Hill. This is what he he had the quote to say: "We are calling for justice for Jacob Blake and demand the officers be held accountable. For this to occur, it is imperative for the." For the Wisconsin state legislator to reconvene after months of inaction and take up meaningful measures to address issues of police accountability, brutality, and criminal justice reform. We're going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere, because next up, we're going to talk about breaking news that the players have agreed to play. But the games will be tonight will still be postponed. And then we're going to talk about Michael Jordan trying to galvanize owners and being really active in the conversation along with Chris Paul and the players. Before that, we'll take a quick break. NBA legend and great Michael Jordan, owner of the Charlotte Hornets, has become a voice between players and owners, reportedly. And he has talked, reached out to people of his brand, uh, star players that are part of his brand, and Chris Paul and um, Russell Westbrook. Uh, in a report by uh, Jackie McMullen, uh, she said uh, Michael is the perfect person to be in this role. Uh, role. And he's been a high-profile player who has won championships. He's also the owner of a small market team. He has great credibility both with the players and the owners. So Jordan reportedly was encouraging owners to allow players to make their suggestions and air their frustrations when the two sides met today on this Thursday, August 27, 2020. And he has also spoken with NBA National Basketball Players Association President Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook to guard the players' thoughts and offer his assistance. 
So NBA players voted to resume games as soon as Friday, but it's likely a determination will be made once union representatives and owners meet. Jordan played in, plays an important role because of the cash that he holds with both players and owners as one of the game's all-time greats, probably the, arguably the greatest player of all time. He's going to have a lot of big say, and he's a chairman of a small market franchise. And he's the fifty, and he's the only. He's a fifty. He's the, the fifty-seven-year-old is the only black majority owner in the NBA currently. I I, I applaud Michael Jordan because when you, if you guys have watched the Last Dance that premiered in April to early May, that entertained us every Sunday, nine o'clock on ESPN this in April for those five weeks. He he even talked about like during that time, athletes they weren't really trying to bring uh, light to social matters and systemic racism like he said he was too focused on the game to put his energy anywhere else and he feel like he, he could have done better and now he's trying to make up for it and i applaud him he's been doing especially with the george floyd thing he said he's gonna raise money over the next 10 years put thousands millions of dollars to raise for black for black lives matter and for black people and colored people over the next decade and he's done a tremendous job and now he's speaking up for the owners and players and this is a guy who has big power. He's Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Who doesn't know that name? He has big power. And I'm glad he's speaking up right now because we need him. The world needs him. And I'm glad he's doing something in the part to help make change. And uh, the league, this is there's unclear what action action will change. The players will ask owners in their meeting. The league pledged $300 million over 10 years to social justice, social, social justice causes along with painting Black Lives Matter on the court and allowing players to place messages on the back of their jerseys during the Orlando restart. However, it's clear players want to push for more and they want more change from the owners who have been largely supportive to this point. And I honestly believe they could do more with how much money they have in their pockets and how much power they have. So, it's I can't... I, I'm ex, I'm glad this is happening. I'm glad we're having these type of talks. It's it's good to be... It's com- you have to be comfortable and being uncomfortable. Having uncomfortable talks leads to positive, always leads to positive change. Always. Especially when you have a group of people who are on the same page as you or trying to make change just like you are and want to see the same results just as just like you. They want to see things get better. And I'm glad the NBA is having these talks and has led to other sports and having these talks as well. Which, and then this has led so many other sports to have talks with the players and owners and players calling out these uh, politicians to make change and their local governments. And this just in, breaking news. The MLB, well, there's multiple games today as well being postponed in protest after the Jacob Blake shooting. After two games were scheduled for Thursday are reportedly being postponed following the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin on Sunday. Shoot. So this this is this is really the, there's been five games postponed now postponed today the A's versus Rangers the Twins versus Tigers Red Sox versus Blue Jays and the Phillies versus Nationals this is a power movement right here and I'm really proud of the athletes man I'm really proud of them I'm a black man myself I'm, I'm tired of seeing police officers and being scared for my life like it, this it shouldn't have to be this way especially if you're innocent you shouldn't be like based off this color of your skin guilty just because you're black at the end of the day you can't control what color of the skin you're given when you're born god chose that for you you can't you can't decide that's one thing you can't decide that's your skin color you cannot control 
and this is this is just insane, man. Not only are the games being postponed, the players are galvanizing together and forming an allegiance, an alliance, to donate money on Jackie Robinson Day to, for the ML, their MLB salaries for social justice. More than 100 current and former black MLB players will donate the salaries on August 27th and 28th to combat racial inequality and aid black communities. This, this, is, a big, this is a big deal right here, man. So this is a statement from the Players Alliance. On behalf of the more than 100 black current and former MLB players that make up the Players Alliance, we remain unified by our mission and dedicate to make real, lasting change. The color of our skin is the uniform we wear every day. We cannot change that. What we can change is the pain and injustice the black community has suffered for far too long. We are determined to use our platform to speak out and encourage our teammates and fans to help make our voices even louder. Our players have collectively decided to donate their salaries on August 27th and 28th, Jackie Robinson Day, to the Players Alliance, supporting our efforts to combat racial inequality and aid the black families and communities deeply affected in the wake of recent events. We cannot stand idly by and wait for change in our game or in our country. We encourage our allies and fans to join us in taking action. With your support, we can and will rewrite our own our story. Creating a more equal world we can all live in together. This was announced just today by the Players Alliance, which is a nonprofit organization that strives to create an inclusive culture within baseball and the community. Big props to MLB, man. They have really stepped it up a notch in raising awareness and social justice and racial inequality. They have followed the NBA's lead, and despite what was happening earlier a few months ago, with play, will, will there be an NBA season and so much um, disconnect and dysfunction? They have really started to find their way, and they're really starting to find their way and how how the NBA is doing things. And I'm proud of them, man. And the NHL also called for also called the players of the NHL. They also called out owners and the NHL to suspend playoff games because they 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 don't they want to follow the lead of the other leagues. Uh, Sandhole Sharks winger Evander Kane called for the NHL to postpone its playoff game schedule for Thursday as a means of pro- protest against the police shooting of the 29-year-old black man, Jacob Blake. Uh, he said, he tweeted, uh, we the official HD at the at the Hockey League have formally requested the NHL to spend all playoff games today. We strongly feel this sends a clear message that human rights take priority over sports. So every major sports league outside the NFL, because the NFL hasn't started yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, let me not forget, guys. Multiple NFL teams have suspended practice today due to what's happening. So every major sports league has has done something, postponed or canceled something due to what's going on in our country. This this will help bring tension, attention to what's going on and wake everybody up with sports not being played. Everybody's going to really know what's going on and be willing to listen because there will be no distractions. So I hope this eye, eye awakening for you guys and eye opening for you guys and what's going on in our country right now. Um, just like the other sports leagues, the NFL has also joined them in this fight against social justice. And the NFLPA made a statement earlier on racism. They said the NFL community is united more than ever to support one another in these challenging times. We share anger and frustration, most re- recently as a result of the shooting of Jacob Blake. And I'm going to summarize what they said. 
So they really want to bring light to these issues that affect the black community and other communities of the color in America. They want to help encourage these conversations about how we can come together to make the necessary and long overdue changes in our country. <clears throat> and they will continue to not only use their collective platforms to call out racism and injustice whenever and wherever it occurs in our country, but also fight together to eradicate it. And I want to give big props to all these major sports leagues to bring in light to social justice and systemic racism in our country. I'm really proud of these athletes, and they're really using their platform to help make our lives better. There's also been NFL teams canceling their scrimmages and practices. You have guys like Jared Burrow, who, which is a big deal because he's a white quarterback. He said he's on, he's with the fight for social justice. He said, how can you hear the pain and respond with anything other than I stand with you? You have Saquon and Sterling Shepard of the New York Giants saying they won't rule out skipping a game and part of the protests. And, and you have Drew Brees and the Saints wearing Jacob Blake on the top of their helmets. So this is, this is a very powerful movement that's going on. And the teams that canceled practice today, the Indianapolis Colts announced Thursday that they will cancel practice in order to work toward making a lasting social impact and inspiring change in our communities. The New York Jets, Washington football team, Green Bay Packers are also among the other teams to cancel practice today. So this is this is this is bigger than just sports, man. And the Bears have also canceled practice. This is this is a worldwide movement that we are in and that we are times that we are living in are unprecedented and that we need to continue to come together. Before we conclude this episode, we're going to take a quick break. I have some breaking news for you guys, so don't go anywhere. And we're going to get into Naomi Osoka changing her mind and deciding to play. Before that, we'll take a quick break. Naomi Osaka, superstar women's tennis player, has changed her mind and decided to play in the Western and Southern Open, which is now scheduled for Friday after previously stating her intention to refuse to play. This is what she had to say. As you know, I pulled out of the tournament yesterday in support of racial injustice and continued police violence. Osaka, who is black and Japanese, said in a statement to multiple news outlets, I was and am ready and prepared to concede the match to my opponent. However, after my announcement and lengthy consultation with the WTA and USTA, I have agreed at their request to play on Friday. They offered to postpone all matches until Friday, and in my mind, that brings more attention to the movement. She's a two-time major champion, and on Wednesday became the first tennis player to refuse to play in response to the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. That's good news right there. And the NBA, there's breaking news on the NBA I have to get into. The NBA has decided to play. They will resume this up this Saturday, which tomorrow is what? The 29th, August 29th. NBA will resume and they will turn to play. And I'm about to see the details for that right now. See what's going on there. So, yes, the NBA has decided to resume Saturday. 
this upcoming Saturday, August 29th, 2020. But they also, they said, they agreed to establish a social justice coalition. So they'll use their league arenas as voting sites for November's general election to promote voting information through advertising during the playoffs. You got to give big props to the league, man. This is what we need in our country right now. We need people to get out there and vote. And you have players and famous people with big platforms, with millions of followers, encourage people to go out and vote. And they're leading the charge. And this is what we need for our country right now. Because people will say, oh, voting's not cool. Oh, I don't need to vote. No, but you see your idols, you see your heroes doing it. It's going to make other people want to do it as well. So I give big props to the NBA and all the other major sports leagues as well. The NBA is the one that started it, so I got to give them major props. And I want to give major props to the MLB and supporting Black Lives Matter, NFL and tennis players, MLS players, soccer players, and the NHL, everywhere, every major sport. Thank you for uh, bringing light to this problem in our country right now. And let's see, we'll see where it gets us, man. We have momentum right now, and let's not lose it. The NBA's coalition will include players, coaches, and governors that will be focused on a broad range of issues, including increasing access to voting, promoting civic engagement, and advocating for meaningful police and criminal justice reform. The, the second initiative, uh, they're talking about they're requiring team governors to work with local election officials in cities where the league franchise owns and controls their arena property. They're going to convert these facilities, like I said earlier, in an election facility for the 2020 general election. So all you sports fans, I hope every major sports does this. Because if you could, you know how much people you could hold in a stadium? I mean, it's, you're probably not going to be able to bring everybody in because Corona, the COVID virus is still here. But you could you could make so many more people vote. More people are going to go out and vote. I feel like this is going to bring real change, man. I really do. I'm really passionate about that. Uh, team governors are going to work with local officials to find another election-related use for the facility, including voter registration and ballot-receiving boards. So, um, and the final initiative, they announced the NBA. They will see the league and players work with broadcast partners to create and include advertising spots in every remaining playoff game that will be dedicated to promoting greater civic engagement in national and local elections and raising awareness around voter access and opportunity. And I'm, I'm very proud of the league right now, and I hope other sports leagues follow. Players and coaches and staffers continue to protest for social justice this Friday. Oh, let me not forget either. The NBA referees were also protesting and marching around um, the, um, what's it called, the premises in Orlando, Florida. For the, They were with the players, so I got to shout them out too. The NBA referees, all the referees, they, they obviously they had masks on, but... I give them props to supporting the players in solidarity and social justice and bringing light to the problem. Shout out to the NBA referees, man. Big shout out. And what else I was about to say? So ESPN's Ramona Shelburne and Tim Bontemps, uh, Bucks players, spoke to Wisconsin Attorney General John Cole, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, and Lieutenant Governor uh, Mandela Barnes on Wednesday after facing the play their game to ask why they could do what they can do to impact real social changes. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all, I can't wait to see it on the screen. I I can't wait Uh, tomorrow when they resume. I can't wait to see how they do things and how they're going to advertise the commercials and what what, what their message is going to be. And this will probably bring in a lot of viewers. And I hope every sport does this because if every sport does this, everybody's going to realize it. 
you can't tell me, even if you don't like sports, y'all, y'all at least you might have a brother or sister who likes sports and watching it, and you might come across the screen and see it, and it's gonna really take effect on you too. You're gonna be like, wow, this is serious. Like we could let's bring change to the world. We can do this. So I feel like if every sport does this, I hope NFL does this in their games, NBA, MLB, the NHL, MLS, tennis, the WNBA. I hope they all do it, man. I hope they all do it. And then what's it called? Uh, following the NBA's player decision to go on strike, the NBA employees have followed the suit of the NBA players. So this is this is really this is really powerful. Uh, this is ESPN's Malika Andrews. She reported Friday around 100 NBA employees were going to walk out of the league offices in solidarity with the NBA and WNBA players who are advocating for social change. And like I said before, the NBA referees marched in the Walt Disney World Resort campus Thursday to protest against racism and police brutality. Yo, big props, man. I'm proud of the league, man. This this makes me happy right now, man. We're having momentum. And I feel like we're not going to lose it. You have every sports league doing it. And I feel like if they come up with ads and they keep talking with local officials and reach out and we have the owners join in too, we could really make some serious change and have some serious reform in this country, man. Because we need it. We need it, man. But I just want to, if you get to this point of the show, I uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, recently, all my, I like to thank all my listeners. Recently, I posted I'm available on Apple Podcasts now, and then all my plays on every episode, like every episode, all my plays soared. In three days, I got like over 90 plays. I'd like to thank you guys so much. Like from the bottom of my heart, I work hard on this. I'm just, I'm just beginning. I've only been doing this for two months. I'm trying to build my resume to hopefully become my dream of becoming a sports analyst for a major network for the NBA. And I'm trying to do multiple sports so I, you know, so I get the feel of it and get the reps. But yeah, I like to thank you guys for listening to this point and continue to uplift each other. Uh, continue to go out and vote this this if you're if you're old enough to vote if you're 18 and up register to vote vote in your state tell your friends tell your family members if they're eligible to vote to get reg- register themselves and go out and vote and let's do this man let's make change in this country man let's do this man let's let's get let's re- have police reform man let's 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 change this country man and i like to thank you guys for listening I'm available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor. Here on Anchor is the only one of the platforms where you can hear the music transitions. So if you want to hear that, you could listen on Anchor. I'm available on Spotify, Radio Club, Radio Public, I believe. Um, I'm available on Overcast, Breaker, and you name it. So I'd like to thank you guys for listening. We get to this point. It's been DJ Hamilton. Till next time. <laughs>